Not really the right. This is episode three of our podcast. We we're talking about the new age of midfielders, the new breed that's yep. coming in. Um, we're also going to be talking about the best transfers of the window in our debate. Yep. Before we uh, talk about uh, Radrizani. Radrizani, yeah. the Leeds director. He was the he was the moment of the week. He was most definitely. We'll get we'll come on to that. But midfielders. Midfielders. Um, so we were talking about lack of passes in the league. Yeah. And we were saying, like, obviously the best passers, we're going to go Jordan Henderson, maybe Jorginho, KDB. Yep. They're at the big teams. Ericsson I'd put into that now. For sure. They're at the big teams, and the big teams can pass. They've got coming up against a low block. They've got good passes. But it only seems, one, the big teams have good passes. Yep. And two, they're never English. I mean, there, de- there definitely is a lack of deep-lying playmakers or even central playmakers for England. Like, when you go to 10, yeah. you can talk about people like Madison, yeah. Mount, even though he's not really a great passer, he's more of a runner off the ball. And they've got, like, Foden's and all of that, Grealish's. You can put that in the attacking, attacking sense. Yeah, in the attacking, yeah, attacking sense, they're, they're okay. But that deeper level, you've got Calvin Phillips. He's very good at that. He's, he's got that he's lovely excellent. switch. In he's him. got a brilliant switch. Declan Rice, I wouldn't consider a great passer of the ball. Ooh, I think nah. he's okay. I think he's okay. He's got progressive passing in him. He does, but... I'm not talking... Yeah, I, I agree there's a difference between good passing, being able to have make all the passes, yeah. making progressive passes, but a deep-playing playmaker is a different grade. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a yeah, tier yeah. above. You start setting the tempo yeah. and you start uh, mixing the game up for the team. And he's Declan Rice is good, but... I feel like he lacks that. You've always hated on Declan Rice. I have, yeah, I have. I just don't... I feel like he's overrated, but... That, that's a dis- different discussion. I, I do want to bring to a point when I, I once showed you the most progressive carries and passing by any midfielder last season. Yeah. And it was Declan Rice. It was. And you were shocked. I was shocked. Listen... The stats prove you wrong. I can't, yeah, I can't... I, I'll just never like him, I don't think. Fair enough. Um, I, have that, I have that way of episode players as well. <laughs> a lot of players. Um, so, yeah, so, but beyond that, you kind of think, even people like Bellingham, Bellingham is an all-action midfielder. He's, more he's a carrier, yeah. he arrives into the box, he's not a brilliant passer of the ball. Mm. That's, not, that's not what his game's built on. And even if we don't, even if we go a backer generation, and we look, if I'm thinking of the best passers, this, we could get quite Oh, high. God, here we go. I'm, I want to put Steve Sidwell in there. You, uh, you've got this obsession with Steve Sidwell. <laughs> More because the other one, Scott Parker, yeah. Paul Scholes, it's like the S's, they kind of work. <laughs> okay, all right. So And Steve Sidwell is a double S, man. Double S. He has to be in there just um, for that. Who else would you put in there of players gone? I mean, for a season, Danny Drinkwater. Carrick? Carrick. Yep, Carrick. I'm really drawn up there. Will Hughes. No, he's a player. I hate. Um, like, there's a reason. There's a reason you yeah. hate him. Again, that is a different rant for a different, yeah, a different day. day. <laughs> but there's there's a there's a lack. Even if we look at years gone by, there's yeah, a lack. Yeah, yeah, England yeah. have always had a lack of quality centre mids that are deep line playmakers yep. or have such a repertoire of passing and progressive passing. To help, and I think it's one of the biggest things that's let England down. Yeah, in yeah, for sure. European competitions, and you can see that he's changed that balance in the Southgate has changed the balance on the midfield to to mitigate for that. It's yeah, now yeah. you've got Rice playing very defensive, and Phillips next to him being very defensive and being more of a runner rather than a passer, and to progress through wing backs and getting the ball forward quickly into the strikers. Yeah. So he's not trying to play through midfield, and I think almost he's doing. I don't think anyone would want to play like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But more here, he's got, and we'll come on to this in a second, a great quality at wing-back. 
in both on both sides. Yep. But such a lack of quality in the middle of the park. Yep. And so it's like, okay, this is what we're going to have to do. And I feel like Premier League teams have had the same problem, but they've approached it in a different way. Yeah. So Premier League teams, I think they don't have many good quality centimids, especially English. Yeah. They're, just, There's, they're lacking. There, there is a lack. Outside the top six, I'm going Wood Price. Yeah. He's up there for sure. I don't think there's anyone else. English. English, no. English, definitely not. No, no, it's a myth. No. So we were looking at this, and we, it, it all started around when we started discussing Eberiche Eze. Correct. I hope I've said that correctly. Yeah. Um, and how we saw him towards the end of last season, playing in around what we thought was going to be around ten or like an attacking mid. He's actually playing as a mate. But then coming into this season, deeper. he's playing alongside Schlupp and Decorum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what we found was when we've been watching Palace, which we've watched every game live, I yep. think, pretty much. Yep. He picks up the ball on the edge of the defensive third, and his role is to pick up the ball from there, drive forward, carry, and carry it forward it, from the defensive third to the attacking yep. third, and then lay it off to Azaha, Mateta, or Ayu in front of him. And his passing's not great. He's a winger by trade. He is. Yep. And I think I have I have a feeling I'll come on to in, in a point in later on, but. I think it's purely because there's such a lack of quality passers yeah. who can do that role in the no, middle yeah, field. I, I think I completely agree with that. And I think there's a, probably a wider point here that the game has changed quite a bit in recent yeah. times. It's now become around pressing. It's become around transition. They're the kind of key things that people focus on. You look at Klopp and Pep and all of these. That, yeah. they, that is what they do brilliantly. I think another thing that's feed, fed into that, though, is maybe a lack of quality players or technical players coming through yeah and i think the the evolution of sports science yeah i think that's come through where people are stronger faster quicker which then feeds into the game that moves system. at a much yeah. much quicker pace and that is how the game is geared now when you see a lot of the managers coming through that is how they want to play that's the chosen tactical style and a response to that is a different type of midfielder starting to emerge yeah. and we've seen and it's at the moment it's going to be with the the lesser teams, but we have. Oh, sorry, the teams lower down in the table. <sighs> Called Palace. Get onto him. Get onto him. <laughs> Palace is a lesser team. The the teams lower down in the table. The top teams are still gonna have. They still can go out and spend 60, 70, 70 million, 80 yeah. million. But the teams like Palace and Everton and all of these that are gonna have to approach it in a slightly different way. And it's about retraining some players to utilise their aspects to be able to break that press, transition the ball quickly. And a lot of those will, that, a lot of those attributes will play will start with wingers slash forwards. Yeah, because when you've got such a plethora of wingers and forwards, yeah, there's, there's they're in abundance. That's the thing, and you can't play them. That's all. what's coming through at the moment. Yeah, that that's what's on the production line. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I think yeah. again, I think that's largely played by the evolution of that sport science, where like, 100%. Every, and you think about it, growing up. There's a famous saying, no one wants to grow up and be a Gary Neville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any, school, any park around the country right now, you ask any kid where you're playing, forward, yeah. striker, winger. That's, that's the, they're their glamorous positions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone wants to play there. You get such an attacking... You get so much quality of those positions. For sure. No one looks and wants to be a Paul Scholes anymore. It's not the, it's not the go-to not the thing. thing. It is not the go-to So thing. we're going to focus on three players. Yep. Um, we're going to focus on Joe Linton. We're going to focus on... Alex Wobie. 
That's the one I forgot. Yep. Alex Awogi, thank you very much for that one. I knew it was an Everton guy, but he's not a non actual midfielder. And uh, Eberiche Eze. Eze, yes. You just start with. Let's start with Eze. We've touched Eze, on him yeah. br- briefly already. So I think, again, this is his. You look at uh, Palace, they've got Zaha, Ayu, Mateta, Edward, Elise. Elise. You've got five. What? I'm not going to call them quality <laughs> attackers. But five attackers. Five attackers. Yeah, some yeah, yeah. are very high quality and some lesser. Yeah. Are used. No, but he's been good this season. Yeah, I would say that. Yes. Um, and he's got four positions. So straight away, you're dropping one. Yeah. And we didn't even include Eze in that list. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. Which would have made it six. Yeah. Then you've got this Gallagher hole in midfield. Yep. And Gallagher was great at picking up pockets of space, running into the box. Great off the ball runs, yeah. yeah, yeah. In the midfield um, and trying to win the ball back and getting into jewels. Real ball of energy. But the biggest thing that he was able to offer was progressing the ball from the defensive third to Zaha waiting on the attacking third. So Zaha likes to stay really high and wide, hugging that touchline. But you don't want Zaha picking it up on the defensive third. Yeah, yeah. And you, running you want him isolated against a fullback in the final third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something that Gordon does, which will come on in a second. You want him closer so that when you get the ball up to him, he's isolated his fullback. You're picking up in dangerous him. positions, right? Yeah. He's going to create more. He's going to score more from that from those dangerous positions. So Vieira's looked at this and said, "I need a player that can kind of do this." And yeah. I think he did maybe have him in mind at ten. Yeah. Towards the end of last season. But when it came clear that maybe Gallagher's not coming back, he's thinking... You're going to have to have a little shuffle here. If I put a, enough protection in and around Eze, can I get them as a midfield three? So yep. Schlupp, Decore, he's been a revelation. There's a tactical breakdown on him. There is. Um, and then you've got... And each one has a very specific role. So Decore's there to break up play. Yep. You've got um, Schlupp to shuttle he's a up shuttler. and down. Yep. Goes up and then Eze is his biggest, his only real task is to get be the outlet for the ball to be in space when we win the ball back in our defensive third yep. be in space progress that ball progress the ball you're going to have to dribbling. beat your first man through yeah, dribbling yeah, yeah, which yeah. is which is what is his one of his best skills yep. so when he gets the ball on that defensive third he's always got a man to beat and this is the thing when we were talking about pressing people are starting to come towards yeah. it if you can break if you can break that press you're opening up the field and then you've got Zaha up the pitch against a disorganized yeah. defense possibly and because he's a dribbler He's able to beat his man yeah, yeah, comfortably yeah. in yep. tight spaces, let alone when he's got oceans of space. Yep. Because if you beat that first man when they come to press you, every time he's beaten that first man, he's got oceans he's got big of spaces space. to run into. And because yep. he's a dribbler and he's pacey, he can just burst and go yeah, through. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's gone. Yeah. And it feeds into that the style of the league is just transition, it's yep. quick transitions. He fits it to a T. He does. And I mean, I think Vieira has worked that system knowing that, okay, listen, if we can get Eze and Zaha relatively close to each other on the same side of the pitch. Yeah, we're, we're in. We're, we're in. 100%. We can transition. You'll see, if you watch their games, you can see them. That is effectively how they want to transition. It's get the ball into Eze and then you're off. And then all of a sudden you've got Zaha on the outside of you, Mateta or Edward inside, you've got Ayu on the right. And then you've opened up that pitch and you're in dangerous positions. I think the only thing we want to say about that is the the, the one game we watched them really struggle when their teams Arsenal. flood the midfield. <coughs> yeah. So with Arsenal, of course, you have um, Zinchenko and Ben White, ben White coming. coming in to partner. It was Partey. Yeah. It was then El Nani. Yeah. And it's now Sambi Lukonga. It is. <laughs> They're getting through <laughs> yeah, their DMs. Yeah, they are. But they make a midfield three. Yep. 
and they just sit there yeah. effectively. So when airs beat the first press, there's still two more. There's not oceans of space to run into. So teams that are more structured and organised and flood the midfield, for Palace, they're really going to struggle. Yeah. Because beyond Ez progressing the ball, there's no one else. They haven't got the fullbacks. Joel Ward. Oh, man. We're going to keep it PG, but Joel yeah, Ward, yeah, yeah, yeah. you are not fit to play offensive football. In yeah, he can't. He, he, he just can't. I think I do think Vieira recognises that as well in terms he of that. As a three he plays, sometimes he plays him as a three. Forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then there's that over-reliance that if, if Ez can't do it... It, you can see the palace tag visibly falters. Yeah, yeah. And we saw we'll come to Newcastle twice later on. Yeah. But that was in the Newcastle Palace game. They really did try and stop Eze, and once they did, Palace just couldn't progress the ball. They got locked enough. into that final and got yeah. locked into their own defensive third. Um, that's Crystal Palace. Yeah, and, and that's one. That's Eze. one type of midfielder. Yeah. So he's very much a dribbling kind of carrier yeah. winger who's turned into a central so, midfielder. Skillful to beat your man. Yeah. And then dribble into space and lay it off to the forwards. Yeah. That's Eberuche Eze, and that's his what Zaha, not Zaha, Vieira's turned him into. Yep. So that's one style. That's one. The other style, do you want to go Iwobi? Let's go Iwobi. So Iwobi is in a slightly different category to Eze. He has some some of the similar traits. Yeah. He started out as a, at Arsenal as a winger. He moved when, when Everton bought him. They carried him playing him as yeah. a winger. He never really... I mean, he was widely derided as what a waste of money. Why have they signed 30, him? 35 million? Around that. And I think a lot of people have helped, probably still hold that belief. And that's probably incorrect. Outside now. of Goodison Park. Outside of Goodison Park. And that is now... I think he's consistently proving that that is a wrong yeah. opinion to have, really. He's showing now that Lampard has converted him into a central midfielder. And he's playing him in what looks like to be a three going yeah. forward. So Lampard initially played a five-two-three. Yeah. And it was we all, we thought it was going to be Onana and Idris Gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe he's going to shift Awobi out to right wing, wing back. back. Yeah. We but, saw him do that a little bit at their back end of last season. But Patterson's made that position. Yeah, it looks quality. Yeah. And then we thought maybe he's going to go right wing, but I honestly believe Lampard has changed from the five-two-three to a five-four-three-three to get. A Warby in the middle. Yeah. Because I think he would want more defensive protection with the back five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Tarkowski and Cody have both played in one. Tarkowski played on very low block. He did. Cody's always played in a three. Yeah. So them to play a back four when he wants defensive solidity is a bit. Yeah. Risky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's not something. When they got Cody, I was like, okay, that's commitment to the back five. Yeah. That that is immediately what I thought. But I think he's got Idris again. He's got a Nana. Yeah. He wants a Wobby in there. Yeah, and I mean... And a Wobby has to be in In there. terms of the balance of midfield, it's a nice balance of midfield. Yeah. And uh, Idris Agay is a very much a destroyer. He's not hugely progressive when he gets the ball, but he'll play the simple pass. Onana is very much a carrier of the ball yeah. and also very good defensively. Yeah, and very press, like, um, he can go and press as well. Yeah, and he can go and press. He's got a lot of energy. And, and then, then a tactical breakdown on him as well, if you want to check it out. We've done, we've so done a lot. We've done a lot. Busy summer. And then Alex Iwobi. Iwobi is the person who would be considered as, I guess, the eight in the system. The creative force. And the creative force. So he's the one... I think it will be different slightly to Eze because he's a better passer of the ball. So he's willing to come deep and get on the half turn and take that ball off the defence and then help them progress the ball through midfield. And interestingly, with Onana and Gay, neither of them really want to do that. That's not really their yeah. role in terms of getting the ball and passing it on. So if they're looking to pass through midfield and to give the team a bit more versatility, it will be crucial in that. Yeah. So he'll drop into space, get the ball on the half turn, give it a, 
simple passes and also line breaking passes he's got in his locker but the thing is he also does have that carry ability with him as well so he's press resistant enough in those situations where he can kind of get out and then he can either play a pass or he's carrying the ball up the pitch to get Anthony Gordon to get Damari Gray don't say that don't say Neil Morpé I mean listen Neil Morpé get, get, hit Neil those people Moore, in if, space if Neil Morpé scored the, the, that goal against Liverpool yeah. I'd have forgiven him <laughs> Everything would have been forgiven, yeah. Just forgiven for that. <laughs> but you can see that Iwobi is, again, part of this new breed of central yeah. midfielders. So, and they've realised that, OK, there, there is a new way to unlock defences by playing these more technical, wingery types in the central yeah. in the central and, role. I, and again, it's exactly like the league is transition. It's yeah. fast-paced. It's get from defence to attack quickly. Yeah. We don't have midfielders that can do that. He is a winger who's quick, who can beat his man, yeah. but also has passing put him in the midfield and let him do that role. Yeah, and it gives you an extra attacker. And obviously it helps that someone like Iwobi doesn't shirk his defensive duties as well. Oh, yeah, he, do, like, he does work hard for yeah. the team. And I think the stats on it in terms of most distance covered and everything, he's always right up the, yeah. right at the top. Wherever Honestly, like, I think people me- definitely meme about how he was 30 million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're going to come on to Eddie Howe in a second yeah. and how people rave about Eddie Howe changing Joel Linton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lampard doesn't get enough respect oh, no, for what no, no. he's been able to do with the Wolves. I'll be honest, I don't. I still don't think pe- people who don't watch Everton don't realise that Wolves is actually now a very good player. Yeah, he's quality. I, I, I think very, very I, I think that's what's that's why he doesn't get lauded as much. Possibly. Yeah. I just don't think. I think people still think of Wolves as a meme. Yeah, maybe. And they. I, I, I also think they think Lampard is a meme. Yeah, And I think Everton yeah, yeah, yeah. are a relegation team. All three things all three thi- be further from yeah. the truth. All, all three things that we have no belief in whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we're idiots, who knows? Yeah. Well, we Poss- are idiots. Possibly. Maybe, oh, I don't think we're wrong in this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, think yeah. we're wrong in this one. Yeah. And then the third one, the one who does get the plaudits, the one who is... He's been well regarded as, oh, wow, what has Eddie Howe done to him? Yeah. He is turned into an outstanding central midfielder. And he looks slightly different. He's, again, his role is a little bit different. different. So, Joe Linton, or as we used to meme him, Go Linton. Go Linton because of his lack of goals <laughs> and we, I, I, we, whenever we talked about a bad signing he was up there for, yeah, me. Yeah, 40 for sure. million 40 million for a guy who just cannot do anything all paid up front there was just like yeah. they, they were like this is what we want him we're just going to give you 40 million it was a bad deal but at Hoffenheim at Hoffenheim he was more of a 10 yeah he was he, would, he never had an outstanding goal record at Hoffenheim no. he was always part of a front two or as a 10 or sometimes he played on the left wing and it, there was a confusion. I think listen, it came came down to Newcastle not understanding what they were buying. Yeah, they didn't know what this player was. They saw Brazilian. He scored like seven goals in Bundesliga. Let's go get forty million. We'll put the money down. I, I don't understand how you see Brazilian seven no. goals in Bundesliga <laughs> and that equals forty million. Yeah, I don't, I that, don't know. That either. part I don't get. There, there's no understanding. That. There is a Brazilian tax though. Oh, for sure. Massive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. There's, maybe they thought they were getting their next Bobby or something. <laughs> We won't venture down that one either. <laughs> so, he a failed striker. Yeah. Eddie Howe comes in. He's got his again playing a midfield three. Yep. The game and all three teams. I think you'll see the theme. The the managers are based on quick transitions. Yep. That's how they're looking to capitalize on the league. That when teams come on the front foot, let's counter quickly, transition the ball quickly. Yep. And in Joe Linton, you've got someone who can do two roles. So the first thing. Is just the defensive work. Uh, ridiculous. It's it's crazy the distance he covers, the amount of tackles he wins. His ball winning ability is insane. Yeah. 
like absolutely insane. I, he actually really reminds me of Gallagher for Palace. Yeah. I'm just on the opposite side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's yeah, just that it. ball of energy all the way down that side where he's winning tackles, he's progressing the ball, he's intercepting, he's just driving the ball up the pitch. Like, he's all over the place. Yeah. And that's the first thing, is that defensive work. Yep. The second thing is, he's not as good as a dribbler as Eze or Awobi. Yep. He's not as good of a passer yep. as Awobi. Maybe better than Eze. I'm not really seeing Eze's passing. I don't think I've ever seen him pass the ball. Like <laughs> yeah, everyone just wants to see him dribble, to be fair. But what I love is, especially in this system, it's when ASM is coming a little bit inside. He is an attacker, and he knows pockets of space to pick up to be dangerous. Yeah. So he'll understand that if ASM's coming inside, he's he's that outlet. On I'm the now going to overlap. To overlap, yeah. he can cross the ball from there. He yeah, can bring yeah, a ball yeah. in. If the ball's going through the other side, he's got the awareness, let me get to the back post. Yep. And that's one thing they target a lot, that back post. And he's a, obviously he's a, he's a big physical lad, so yeah. he's, he's going to win stuff in the air. And then it's arriving into the box and knowing when to get on the end of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's what the other two are missing from their game. Yep. So yes, they're great uh, progressors of the ball and help in creating and getting the ball up. Yep. I think Joe Linton's far more accomplished in the final third. I'm, I'm going to say something harsh here. Oh. Ooh. Awobi and Eze are almost failed wingers I mean, and maybe they didn't make it as wingers because they didn't have that to their game the end product yeah potentially no I mean I think I think that's fair because it's harsh it's harsh I mean Eze when he was coming through at QPR in the championship he was outstanding from yeah, the left wing hard. drifting inside he was the he was the heartbeat of that team they looked for him every time they got the ball at Palace it's not going to be that at because Palace Zaha. it's going to be Zaha and maybe Elise coming through as well and maybe Elise coming through and Zaha You've seen it last season, 14 goals in the league. He's got he's goals in the league. Fire. I think he's on five. He's already, yeah, he's already on like five this season. He's adding those goals to his game. Elise is a creative force. He's going to be slightly different. And then Eze is just... I think what I like about it is that in if you are transitioning against the team, super valuable in terms of yeah. if he can beat his man and get that space, break the press. We've spoken yeah. about that already. But if you are dominating and you're in the final third against the team... He's also now an extra attacker. In in the sense that he's a ten, he's a winger, he, he can do he can fill whatever role you need him to fill. And the same goes for a Wobi, and I think the same goes for what you're saying about yeah. Joe Linton. The fact that they don't have the output of that is an issue. Yeah. But it's still it's creating space and it's drawing people out because you can't really give them that time and space on the ball. True, I get that. But I think yeah, I think the point is that Joe Linton has the end product. He's scored two this season already. I think so, yeah. I think he's, he's been on the end of a lot of set pieces, a lot of crosses, yeah, creating yeah, yeah. havoc in the box and getting out wide and allowing ASM to come inside. He's a wrecking ball. I don't think Awobi and Ez contribute enough once they've got the ball you'd to the want, final Yeah, third. you'd want more goals and assists coming yeah. from them, really. The only thing I'd say is, especially with maybe because Joe Linton doesn't have to progress the ball. Yeah. He doesn't have to carry the ball. They've got Bruno Guimaraes in the team. And other players that do and, that. And ASM, that's a big role. Yeah, just get it out yeah, of yeah, ASM yeah, yeah, and he yeah. does it. Yeah. Whereas maybe Ez and Awobi, that's their main focus. Maybe they're tired by the time they get to their I mean, there. I guess with um, for Newcastle, because ASM drops down quite deep on that left-hand side and he's the one to pr- pr- yeah. pick up the ball on the half turn at the halfway line and, and progress the ball then Joe Linton is then picking up spaces Space in and around, around him, him. Yeah. whereas uh, it's the opposite for Iwobi and Eze where they're the ones who have, to dr- who have to drive the ball up the pitch and then they're finding Zaha's well then one thing I'd say then is to Lampard and Vieira go out to Gordon and Zaha more often 
every so often get them on the half turn by the halfway line, get the ball to yeah. them early, let them go up, and then let Ez and Awobi. Yeah, I mean, to drifting be fair, around. We them. have seen Awobi have like three one on ones in the few in the few games that we've seen. He just hasn't taken any of them. He had one against Liverpool. He had one Eze against or, Arsenal. Uh, Eze or Awobi. Eze. Eze. Yeah. Eze has fl- he was in my fantasy team. Exactly. I seen him so, flop three one on ones. Yeah. So we've seen Eze and have those one on ones. So it's a, it's a bit of a, a bit of a mix where he can sometimes get into that position. He just needs to be able to yeah, finish those right. chances. Yeah, you're He did it against Liverpool. He did it against Arsenal. Yeah. The Arsenal one really hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, I would have been a Zaha assist as well. Who was in my fantasy team? <laughs> Maybe got all right there. Um, and then he did miss another one. There was another one. So he, he like there are I think some versatility in there, but I do agree with your point that. As any will be their main role in the team is to progress that ball. Before we wrap this up, is there anyone else you think could be transformed into that? I've got one. Have you got one? I've got Harden but I've got one. Jaden Sancho. Oh. I don't think he's a winger. Yeah, he's not. He's not a winger. He's not. He um he's very tricky. He can beat a man, but I found that when he gets to the byline and he has to beat a man, there's not. He doesn't have that explosion. He can beat his man, but I, once you've beaten him, I feel like he's just going to go back and try and beat yeah, him again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no understanding of where am I taking this. I mean, I think when United bought Sancho, there were, I mean, United are never the the team or yeah. the the, the, the operation of good transfer. Yeah, they don't understand what they're buying. Yeah. Again, with Sancho, I think that's another case. They went Bundesliga. They yeah. saw golden assists. English. Eighty million. Done. Yeah, the English and Brazilian tax is real. Now. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. So with Sancho, his best play for Dortmund wasn't really out on the wing. Wide. Yeah, it was he's more a, towards that central. He's like a ten. He yeah. plays in the half space. That is what Sancho yeah. is. That's why uh, when he was playing on the right for Dortmund, he had Hakimi going on the outside of him. He was. Confident. He looked as an insane right winger. Yeah. But it just allowed him to play in his best role. So he is an. That's it. I mean, I think you're right. To be fair, I would question whether he's got the work rate to get up and down. But I think in the ability to beat a man and progress the ball, I could see that. I could see that working. I could see a midfield through a McTominay, Ericsson and Jadon Sancho. <laughs> I mean, I'll look. You know what? I'm going to swap Say out McTominay. Out Casemiro, Ericsson and Jadon Sancho. Say out Only against like hilarious. a low block team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And letting him float centrally where yeah. he's got players because he loves to pick a pass and go yeah, yeah, yeah. that, that and is I what it is he's pass and go I think as a winger I don't think it's going to work for him yeah. I, just, I don't see it happening um, so he's the one on my radar like Ten Hag yeah, I quite like that take, too, take some lesson from you know the, the tactical genius that is Lampard Vieira and Eddie Howe yep. transform Jadon Sancho oh, it's not a bad shout to be fair I do have one in mind but that's a, that's a decent shout it's not as stupid as I thought it was going to be, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's logic to it. You may I mean, get absolutely battered for it, but there's not sound I'm fine logic with that. There. <laughs> I also think uh, Aaron Mambasaka could be a DM. You have said this to me before. Yeah. You, you I, I really disagree. He's got the tackle, man. <laughs> He's got the ball-winning <laughs> ability. Like, all you're going to do is just invite him to get pressed and lose the ball in more dangerous situations. Oh, as in giving the ball, he has to give the ball away quickly. <laughs> he will to the opposition. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the issue, that's the issue. <laughs> right, so the second thing we want to talk about We'll skip Newcastle, and yeah. I think we're just going to go straight to Tuchel second. Yeah, yeah, let's talk about Tuchel second. I mean, I'm it, just going to say four domestic finals. I'm, I keep saying domestic. It's not four finals in 560 days as manager. I mean, it's an outstanding record. Sacked, sacked for that. Ah. I mean, I was really surprised when I saw the news. Like, I think a lot of, I, th- I do think it started to lose some of the Chelsea fans. I think they were starting to get yeah. frustrated with the football that was going on. And they haven't looked very good at all this season. But 
I was really surprised that they took the decision to sack him when they did. I think the t- so the two stats. Uh, the first one is first fifty games in charge. Yep. Um, twenty three goals conceded. Second set of fifty games in charge, fifty three goals conceded. Yeah. So defensively, it went a little awry. Yep. And the goal scoring didn't improve. Well, the goal scoring has never been there. To be yeah. Fair. Yeah. And I- Graham Potter going there is just a match made in heaven. We're coming up to that in a second, because I can't <laughs> wait to talk about this. Um, and then the other thing I want to say is apparently. It wasn't just the results and the performances that got him sacked. There's rumours, unfounded they may be, yep. um, that he wasn't willing to get involved in the recruitment side or transfer yeah. committee, and he wasn't the kind of he didn't he was didn't want to be as involved as the new administration wanted him to be in all facets of the club. Yep. He just wanted to coach. And there's also questions around how he was dealing with his players as well. I've seen a few reports I've that he had. Yeah, he had he. Uh, he started to lose the relationships with some of his players and he wasn't explaining decisions to them and I think it started to create a bit of an atmosphere at Chelsea. There's also another thing that I saw. There's, okay. like an, an, there's a lot of rumours yeah, going on. A lot of rumours going on. Apparently he split up with his wife and he's got a younger girlfriend. Oh, wow. <laughs> that and one took yeah, me by yeah, surprise. Yeah. And obviously any change in like your relationship status yeah, or yeah, family yeah. situation, it's going to cause ripples yeah. in other parts of For life. Sure. Um, I don't know if that's true. But apparently other Chelsea squad members were like, He's dating a girl as young as... In our age category. Um, and they were just maybe openly questioning that on some stuff like that. So, I mean, there were... Rumours. There were rumours, but I do Mum- think some Mum- of them... Rumblings? Rumblings. Rumblings or mumblings? Rumblings. Mumblings and or rumblings? Mumblings and rumblings were coming out of the Chelsea dressing. And we know that happens with Chelsea. Yeah. It happens a lot. Player power. Player power, but... It's not as big as it was before. No idea. No. That that was at a different scale. That was Abramovich actually going and speaking to the players and like yeah. listen. That was Ashley Cole. And yeah, yeah, yeah. John and Terry having face to face meetings yeah. with him, and apparently here that hasn't happened. But Bowley has made the decision that he's like, okay, you know what? I'm not don't like this guy. Not fancying him. So we'll he's break, not bought in. We'll break it down into two parts. First, where's Tuchel going? I actually have no idea. I don't see a place for him right now. Leicester? No, it's too, it's too big of a drop for him. It is, but you throw, throw the checkbook at him. I mean, like, it's, yeah, it's it's up to him if he wants to take that level, but yeah. he would want a Champions League club. Oh, for sure. Like, yeah. He deserves a Champions yeah, League yeah. club. Yeah, that, 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 that's what he'll be thinking as well. Before Eric Ten Hag came in, would you have taken Tuchel at yeah. Man United? He's a very good manager. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He's very quality. good manager, yeah. Um, but there's no big clubs that need a manager right yeah, now. Exactly. That's why I think for him and for people like Poch, I think it's a waiting game. Yeah, Poch is also out Poch of is job. also out of work, and he was passed over for Graham Potter for the Chelsea job, so which is interesting. So stock has fallen. He could be a target for Leicester. Oh, Pochettino, just kind of rebuild. Yeah, be like, listen, there were some quality players in the yeah, I mean, football. Yeah, yeah, but but I do. I think I think Poch is closer to a move like that going further oh, down. Yeah, because he's been out of work for so long. Yeah, yeah. and he was... failed, and he didn't have a great time at PSG. Yeah. Um. So I think he's probably closer to a move like that, and Tuchel will probably be. In the situation that Poch was when he left Spurs, looking for a, a bigger club or a, a club at the same level. But look at the big clubs. You've got three in. He's he's out of the game for a little while. Yeah, La Liga's wrapped up. Liga's their, wrapped their up. managers aren't going anywhere. Those Germany three. Germany's wrapped up as well. Did Marco uh, Rosa just go to Marco Leipzig? Rosa's just gone to Leipzig. Um, Dortmund have just appointed Edin Terzic and Bayern have got Nagelsmann. Who's not going? Who's not going anywhere? But he's not going back to PSG. He's not going back to PSG. I can't see him taking another job in Liga. City, Liverpool are tied up. Yeah. Well, United. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> Liverpool are tied up. Um, United have yeah, Ten yeah, Hag. Yeah. Arsenal, Arteta. Arsenal's Arteta. And Spurs, Conte. I will say, though, 
if Arteta doesn't get top four and you see oh, yeah, two shots, yeah, yeah. do you make that switch at the it, end of the season? Is it if, Ar- if Arsenal, if Arsenal don't, don't get Champions League football at the end of the then season, then I think Arteta shouldn't be in his job anymore if, he, if they don't get Champions League this season. And who, who would you go and for? And then uh, if Tuchel's available. Tuchel? Oh, that's a hard one. That is a tough one. Maybe two. Oh, there's, there's a lot of hate. But I was just thinking, oh, maybe because there's, there's a lot of hate. There's a lot of hate for Poch. Probably Poch Tuchel. Win anything at Spurs. True. If you won something at Arsenal, he'd be loved. That very true. Yeah, that that'd very be like, true. That, that, they might the even, memes are right themselves yeah. at that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I thought to be fair. All right, then Potter at Chelsea. Yeah, I know you're a fan of Potter. Yeah, so, I'll, I'll let so, you go in. <laughs> I just want to start with this. Number one, I said Brighton are getting relegated. That's I, mean, I, think, that, I think that's happening that's now. Happening now. <laughs> See, I, I, the vision. The vision. Everyone got happy with Pascal Gross's goals, thinking, oh, you know what, McAllister is, is on fire. Although McAllister is a good player. I do yes, like him. Yeah. But they play a system that doesn't score goals. Yeah. Defensively solid, yeah, very yeah, adaptable. Yeah. Yeah. But they just don't score goals typically. I know this season. That's good. Awesome. I'm really making some outlandish claims this season. That's fine. I, I destroyed Bobby when he scored <laughs> the two goals and assisted three. <laughs> Potter's been scoring non stop. Yep. I'm like, they're getting really yep. right, But he goes to a team that has the exact same problem in his, as his current The team is leaving. Correct. They cannot score goals. I am very surprised that they went for Potter at this point. Not because I think Potter's a brilliant manager. Yeah, you know, I really, you know. I think he's he's got a brilliant understanding of the game. He's a really good tactician. I, I agree with all of that. By the way, my issue was more the the transfer committee at Brighton not getting a striker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was more my issue. Yeah, yeah, hear that. But I am surprised that Chelsea have plumped Potter at this stage, considering I was I would have waited for them. Like last season, ninth, brilliant finish for Brighton. Like really, top half finish is very good. Brighton, they don't spend a huge amount of money. They should be they should be down at like fifteenth. No, they shouldn't be down. At, look what you've Come just on. look what you've just said about Potter. You were basically yeah, chugging him up. It's because of and him. Then, ninth. Brighton shouldn't be finishing ninth. But look at look at the other teams. Look how much money they spend. Villa are going out and getting Coutinho. They're spending hundreds of millions of pounds. Coutinho and, was seventeen million. Let's. No, Ings. All of these guys. They spent like hundred really, million last really season. Funny though. But regardless, they spent they like, spent a huge money. Yeah, okay, and Brighton don't do that. Brighton buy eighteen euros from Colombia, Cecido, yeah, <laughs> and McAllister from Argentina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's he's operating at a he's outstanding as a manager and finishing ninth was a really good success for Brighton. You want them to see if he can go and push to Europe. I get that, but ninth is a really good base considering the season before that it was fifteenth or sixteenth. So it's progression in the right in the right way. They're going, they're moving in the right direction. I was expecting them to wait for him to finish seventh or eighth with them this season, progress to do, again. To do it again. And, or, if you're failing that, go and win the FA Cup or something, or the Carabao. Just show that, you, show that you're progressing as a team and show that you can, you've got proven progression over in the Premier League. So you're talking I'm about surprised that a team that's competing in the Champions League. They've gone this early. They've gone this early. Yeah. You think they've done a year too soon? That, I, yeah. See, my issue with Potter, maybe more so Brighton, is when they're good, they're very good. Yeah. But they're only very good for five to six games. When they're bad, it's hassle hoot and bad. Yeah. And it'll be 15 games without a win. It'll be dross. Yeah. If he has that at Chelsea... He's getting sacked. He's done. Yeah. Which is why I'm surprised they've done this early. And it's going to happen at Chelsea? You would expect it to happen at Chelsea. Yeah. Thing is, he, he, like in terms of tactically, he's not too dissimilar to Tuchel. 
not massively more of an identity than Tuchel. more of an identity yeah. than Tuchel but in terms of what he wants to do on the pitch the spaces that yeah. the, the way that the roles that he wants his forward players to play which and is not scoring and, yeah, no, and, that, and not scoring they've, they've perfected that not scoring role and he's coming into like you said a very similar situation at Chelsea where okay you've got some good players in the system and you play this very well you'll you'll get them to play this very attractive football you're still going to have that issue where you need to put the ball in the yeah. back of the net. It does help. I do think Potter is held back at, was held back at Brighton. I think that was down to the quality of player. So yes, I'm expecting. I agree. agree with that. If he can transform, if he can transform what he did at Brighton and do the same thing at Chelsea, and you've got a higher quality of yeah. player with Sterling, Aubameyang, Havertz, etc., I expect more goals to come. But yeah, because if you give Guardi- if you gave Guardiola Brighton. He's not going to be finished seventh or eighth. It's going to be around ninth. Yeah, 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 I'll agree is. with that. Yeah. Same with possibly Klopp. You could yeah. say the same thing. Giving him higher quality players and a bit of a checkbook. It should. It should translate. To I don't think he makes it to the end of the next season. End of this you, season. End of this season. End of this season. I think I he'll make it to the end of this season. I think Chelsea are catered for a new manager bounce. Or maybe the Abramovich. Era, the dep- era is over so maybe the bowling it'll, era gives yeah, a bit more time yeah it'll depend under the Abramovich era Potter would have been gone by the end of the season you reckon 100% the second he hits that poor spell and they're thinking no top four yeah, yeah, yeah knocked yeah, out of yeah, Champions yeah. League yeah. he's gone to be fair if that happens this season it could still happen yeah um, we were supposed to have a debate we were we got about eight minutes <laughs> <laughs> quick debate <laughs> a very quick debate alright so best transfers of the window. Uh, I'm going to throw two names at you straight away. Okay, I hope they're not my name. So the way that I think of best transfers uh, for the Premier League this season are teams that have gone above their station. That they shouldn't be getting this player and they've done remarkably well to get this player. Okay, so I know who the first player you're going to say. I will, I'll come on to him second. But the first player, first name I'm going to throw, this is a bit of a wild card one, Jao Palinha. Now, there is no right okay. that Fulham should be getting Jao Palinha, he's, a we, newly promoted team. We did a tactical breakdown. We did. And we said he's a Europa League player. Exactly. He's a Champions League group stage player. Yeah. And if West Ham got Palinha, wouldn't bat an eyelid. I've got top signing for West Ham. Yeah, 100%. And they finished seventh last season. 100%. And they're aiming to try and get into Champions League. I've got brilliant signing. The fact that Fulham got him as a newly promoted team is ridiculous. And you look at their midfield already. Yeah. And we spoke last week in the podcast about how we love their midfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ability to play through the press. We talked about transitional play. Yeah. Marco Silva's done something completely different and he does it through passing. Yeah. Pereira, Reed, and Palinia. Quick yeah. interchanges, quick passing. And getting that ball. And getting it forward yeah. into Mitro. Very good team. Yeah. It's up there. 18 million. I mean, it's a steal, really. It is. It's a really it good signing. Who's your second one? Well, Luke. there's there's two Lucas Paqueta. Lucas okay. Paqueta. <laughs> yeah. I, I went a bit early. I could hold. Okay. I could hold back. I thought you. Were, I thought there's a little chance he's in Matthias Munez in there. Uh, I do consider him to. When be you fair. said players yeah, going yeah, above yeah. their station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I had to go with Lucas Paqueta. If City, Liverpool, Madrid, Barca, any of these sign, any we're of the teams, quality signing. Yeah. We did a tactical breakdown on uh, Lucas Paqueta we did. as well. Yep. Busy and summer. Busy summer. <laughs> And I was, and we we may be slightly biased because we did these tactical breakdowns on these players, but we, did we know we understand well. them. Yeah, yeah. It's because we've looked at them and yeah. examined them, watched Halle games. He is an insane signing for West Ham. Like, I do not know more needs to be said. He'll prove it over the course of the season. He is an absolutely yeah. He's a pressing signing. monster. He can score. He can play the eight. Yeah. I I think he, especially when you've got Corne and Bowen. Exactly. He's going to create a lot of space for them, or they're going to create a lot of space yeah, for him. Yeah, yeah, Either yeah. or, it's going to go well. And then you've got Scamacca and Antonio swapping up top. Yeah. 
it's it's similar to when when Newcastle bought Bruno Guimaraes in January and they went above their station. And you're like, how the hell the hell have they got Bruno Guimaraes? Because yeah. he's would a think brilliant Arsenal, player. Man United, yeah, yeah, yeah. For him. It's exactly the same with Paqueta, and I think he could have a similar impact. So, I think we definitely examine transfers differently. I'm looking at value for money. Oh yeah, I hear it. Yeah. So I'm thinking, who's made the shrewdest signing? Yeah. Uh, this is a, also a good way to look at it as well. And there's a couple. There are a there couple. are some quality signings, yep. and I think up there are two. So we'll start with number three. All right, go on. Joint, joint third. Joint third. I've got to put Tarkowski up there. Yeah, hundred percent. I was waiting for you to say that. Hundred percent, completely. Because agree. you've just got a quality, quality centre back. Premier League proven, one one of the top in the Premier League. Again, when we talked about this in I think in January when his contract was running down at Burnley. I said and, Spurs and, you, and you said Spurs, Spurs should have got him. Spurs should but definitely have got him. Again, even if it wasn't Spurs, even if it wasn't a top six site, if West Ham, if the teams in and around that yeah. kind of challenging front got him, brilliant signing. Joint with him is his centre back partner. I agree with this yeah, one as well. Yeah. Ben me at Brentford. <laughs> So again, that was a free transfer. Yeah, a free transfer. How they both went by free when yeah. at one point you would have sold them combined for 120. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, you could have sold them for stupid yeah, money. Yeah, you could have sold them for a lot of money. Um, again, he's gone into that Brentford team, fits in seamlessly. Yep. Six foot, bustling, scores goals, strong, brilliant in the, tackle, in the air, great organizer. The thing is, for both for both of them, Tarkowski and me, they're not only bringing their qualities as a player. They're both leaders, they're both organizers. They're both enabling that backline just to be better. And they've both changed from a back four. No, well, 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 a more open back four than yeah, what they yeah, had. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they don't look like they've skipped a beat. Yeah. Number two, I'm going to go Christian Eriksen. Yeah, I like it. Oh, this, I'm not going to. And there's no it. United bias here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, when, when he came in, we expected him to be a 10, or maybe we're thinking, does he go up to the right wing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, even in the first game, he tried him as a false nine, and we're like, okay, so he is definitely going to be in one of those front four positions. And what you've found is Man United are able to completely transform the way they play out from the back and there's a spine in this team. Yeah. It's the other new signing, Martinez, Ericsson, Bruno, Stryker. Yeah. Stryker, there's a question mark. Yeah, Stryker question mark, yeah. But that spine is a ball-playing spine. Exactly. And without Ericsson, it all falls apart. It does. He's such a key link in that team to getting the ball out and playing forward passes before they... He knows the pass he wants, and this is the mark of a great midfielder. Yes. To know the pass, and it's what I do so well. It's <laughs> slide it in. <laughs> Just know what pass, that. know what pass you want to make before yeah, you receive yeah, the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And doing that, like we've said, this is a league with quick transitions. It allows you to be on the front foot, attack the space that teams leave. If they press you, you've beaten the press and you're going at teams. And listen, it's been a problem for United for so long to have that passer from deeper in the midfield. And you, we saw last season, Bruno tried to come deeper at times to try and do that and play these and ridiculous Hollywood passes. And then it just enables now with Ericsson playing that pass into Bruno, yeah. Bruno's in the final third or in the opposition it's half. It's like what we said about Zaha, they're closer exactly. to their dangerous areas. That's they're where you want them to be. So deep. Yeah. yeah, and uh, yeah, completely agree with Ericsson as well, to be fair. But my top one. Okay, I feel like this is going to be a weird one. It's, it's, I don't think it is. Okay. It's Nick Pope. Ooh. I didn't even consider him, but yeah. Nick Pope is quite possibly, for me, one of the best signings of the summer. 10 million. Yeah, one of the a, top keepers in the league. He allows... It's good sweeping. That's the biggest thing. He allows Eddie Howe to play the style of football he wants. I like it, guys. 
You're not as much of a moron as I thought you were. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't say Batman. Nah, I think... He's not the, hit that level nah, yet. Nah, he's not hit that level yet. But Nick Pope, quality keeper. Yep. And you got to think, they already had Dubravka and Darlow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good keepers in their own right. But he's come, and already this season, he's shown his stuffing ability. He's shown his um, ability to play the ball out from the back. Yep. And pick passes into ASM, into... Um, what's his name? Isaac already. Yep. He's got balls into there straight away. And he... Um, the sweeper keeper yeah he can come when um, Newcastle play that high line he's out there he can go 20-30 yards rush out and win the ball back up there yeah for what it allows the team to do it's a huge impact on the team massive yeah, yeah, yeah. and you look at Eddie Howe he's coming he's signed Target he had Dan you know he signed Dan he Burn signed as well. Dan Buckman he already had Shaw yep. signed Trippier completed it all, all cent- uh, defenders he's completed his defensive line with the goalkeeper yeah, yeah, yeah. and I think it just completely tra- it makes look at how good they are defensively yeah, 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 100% he's that he's the final bow to he that is? defensive yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, shape and has allowed them to now he, Eddie Howe with Pope has got that defensive solidity yeah. he's got that foundation to now build on the attack yep. he's going to go out and get a right winger Yeah. he's going to go sure. out and maybe get another striker He's going to get a creative midfielder as yeah. well. They're the next three. They're the next three. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, those yeah. three signings are going to complete the team. For but you couldn't have got those yeah, and he, attracted the best it's quality. Clear that, yeah, it's clear that he wanted to get that foundation set first. Yeah. And he did that initially with defenders. And then he was like, you know what? If we can get Pope for 10 million, he's an outstanding yeah. keeper. Why not? That's a good shout. Nick That's Pope a very is good uh, shout. the best. We both haven't said Haaland. I mean, listen, Haaland, Jesus, etc. I they're get it. They're going to be very good signings. They're very good signings, but... They don't the way that we judge the transfers in terms of shrewd, yeah, and in terms going of going your above your station, it's not that. Mm. Hard, City are one of the best teams in the world. They're getting one of the best players in the world. Well done. Yeah, it's, 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 if you didn't do that, you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. the way we see it. Like yeah, that's yeah, yeah. it's the expected thing to do. Yeah, effectively. Yeah. Um, was there anyone else? There was one more person I wanted to say. Yeah, another one. I did, but I can't remember him there. So it can't be that good. <laughs> He's dropped off. He's dropped off. Um, don't remember all that. I think it was an Everton guy. But nah. Um, you like Decore from Palace as well. I do. I mean, I just, I just think again, it's a very smart signing, but it's a very Palace signing to make. Yeah, it's kind of. They're, they're a smart club. club. It's there. It's there. It's what they're going to try and do. And he's a quality player. He'll he will get a big move at some point. I, who, how do we agree who's won this one? I don't know. I think we have to let them uh, people decide. So who's your top one? Oh God! I'm, yeah, I'm going to stick with Paqueta. I'll make him my top one. Oh, yeah, I'm going to say Nick Pope. To be fair, we can't even judge it till the end of the season. Yeah, true, true, true. But I think Nick Pope for what he offers. I hear it, and only ten million. Yeah, Give, it probably gives. Whereas yours was sixty. Yeah, you pay big money for him, yeah. but you've also got a Ballon d'Or winning player. I'm giving everyone the Ballon d'Or these yeah, days. Yeah, you gave know. it to Elise the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're giving him out freely. Yeah, there, there we go. Alright, so moment of the week. Sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. As a, I like it too, so. And this this one fits both. But it does. It's a special moment, yeah. really. And we're talking about Andrea Radrizzani, Leeds' uh, owner, well, director. I like the fact that he is engaging with the, fan, the fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, communicating directly through Twitter. So much nonsense goes in and around transfers, Twitters, particularly yeah. on deadline day. There's always so much talk. Journalists are coming out left, right and centre. Journalists from the other side of the world are talking like they're in yeah. Leeds and know what's going on. And he's like, you know, forget this. We're going to cut through the ish. I'm going to tweet this myself. Yeah. The problem yeah. that he's yeah. So the tweet was... We've got uh, Bamba Dieng, and we're going after Gak. Yeah, and we're going after Gakpo. 
Gakpo. When you put out that tweet, you better have it wrapped up. Yeah, you better have so it. So th- that's the good part that he's communicating with the fans directly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice. The, I would love yes. more people yeah. to do that. The bad part is you can't get it wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if yeah. you're the director of the club, you can't be wrong your about tier this. Zero. Yeah, exactly. You're, yeah, you're tier zero. How are you how are you demoting yourself into how are you not getting it right? So he obviously jumped the gun a bit early with Amber Dieng and he didn't end up signing. He ended up well, he tried to go to Nice and that fell through as well, so he fucked himself. Um apologies. And then uh Cody Cody. Cody Gapko. Um Connor just said no to everyone else. Yeah, he I think he's he was blinded by United. Yeah, he was. And he's like, I'm not going to listen. Like, if I can get United, then I'm not just going to jump for the sake of jumping. Yeah. I'll wait for my right transfer right that transfer. I want to get. Um, but yes, Radrizani, that is most definitely the moment. Brilliant in terms of communicating. Yeah. I love that. But just what you were Make sure you get it so, right. Yeah. Listen, you look like an right. absolute fool if you're yeah. <laughs> you getting it wrong. Honestly, Hassan's level of foolishness here. <laughs> Hassan, this is unspoken <laughs> levels oh, of God. foolishness. <laughs> I mean, he's got Paqueta as a top signing. <laughs> it's a good one. It's a good one. It's no Pope. You know, mine's named after a Christian... Lord. <laughs> I don't know. Christian royalty? I, I'm the fool here. Yeah, I've... I've, I've okay. I did an Uno reverse there myself. Yeah, 100%. That's a, ba- that's the beauty of Kashim. I don't even have to come back to him. He comes yeah, back to himself. himself. Oh, it's me against me. Mate. It is you against you. Thanks for watching. Well, that is our podcast wrapped up. Um, there's loads of well there were going to be loads of bugs <laughs> coming up but you know R.I.P. Lizzie and all that yep um, they'll still be, be coming at some point um, maybe some more tactical breakdowns yeah 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 um, wherever you were watching or listening to this please go ahead and do, do whatever like comment subscribe there, follow etc and please share it with others yes. if you've had a good time and let us know your top your top transfer as well definitely and obviously let us know that Paquette is obviously the best signing of the summer Nick Pope for the win <laughs>